Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final episode of the prologue to Fillmore's Crossing. that we were joined well Tristan fucking died and nobody really seems that sad about it so that's I mean I'm really broken up about it 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 is this this Chris or is this Falk that's broken up about it Uh, well I had to get back into my Fapo accent Uh, yeah I'm really broken up about it Um, you know like uh, T-Dog is is what I called him you know on our off time and um (laughs) You know, like, uh, we were super close, and, uh, yeah, God, I'm gonna miss that little kid. I mean, the full-grown man he was, but, uh, you know, just in my heart, you know, I'll always think of him like a, like a little kid, you know, took him under my wing, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I killed him with a fucking fireball. You don't remember that. I, I, and I don't remember that, (laughs) which is, uh, very convenient for me, but, um, I can kind of... You know, the the writing was on the wall of uh, what happened. And, uh, you know, I, I think maybe in the back of my mind, you know, f- fever sweat dreams at night years from now, it, it'll it'll come to me. So anywho, um, that is uh, Falk Smolder, um, one of our senior field agents. And let's uh, take a second to introduce our other senior field agent, Mr. Thomas DeWeese. Tom? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fireballed his ass too, I guess. I mean, no pressure, because, uh, I mean, you're the producer. You could edit this out <laughs> if need be. No, I think I'll leave uh, it. Are you having some sort of stroke or something? I'm having an identity crisis. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Brian realized how well his jackassery plays on the radio, and now he's like, well, now I should have to do it, right? <laughs> Now I have to give Tim a fucking aneurysm every time we play. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. The part of Thomas DeWeese will be played <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when I say we're going to do a short episode. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, don't like ter- I don't like character introductions. Listen, okay. who is coming in at episode six or seven for the first time? That would be whack. If you're That's listening, exactly if you're listening right it. now and you don't know who our characters are, you need to go back to episode one because there are going to be so many spoilers and continuity issues. Don't go back to episode one. I didn't have my voice back then. <laughs> um, apparently, I was from another part of the country. The fantasy country that we live in, and uh, go back to episode two. That's fair. Is a good starting yeah, you point. Start episode two. I'll be completely honest. When uh, some of these other biweekly D and D podcasts that I've listened to, I forget which character is which until we're you know partway through, and motherfuckers start actually referring to each other by their names. That's because. And so instead, now I have you guys introduce yourselves, so that way you can match the voice up with the character, and it's just easy right from the beginning. That's because nobody else in the other podcasts have as good of voices as we do. You literally sound like you 99.9% of the time that you talk, Brian. <laughs> That's true. I was thinking about that the other day. Me, 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 me. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm Thomas DeWeese, and I'm a priest. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And this is what I sound like in character. (laughs) All right. So you guys have uh, made your way back to um, FIA headquarters. Uh, 
you've uh, went and you've been checked out by the doctor that's on staff there. And uh, for the most part, he's helped you to um, heal some of your more major uh, cuts and bruises and scrapes and things like that. Although they probably would have been deeper than that. Because I'm pretty sure that uh, Falk was pretty fucked up from last, uh, from that uh, last encounter with Strahd. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I was within inches of death. <laughs> so uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so maybe they stitch up some very uh, deep gashes and things as well. Um, but the next thing on your docket is that you guys have to go and do your separate debriefings. Now I feel. So hold one? on, hold on. You're really, really rushing us through this. I thought we'd have a little bit more of, uh, you know. We we were on this. Well, I don't know what we were on. We destroyed our wagon by running it into Strahd. Um, can we kind of set the scene on the journey home? I mean, we don't have to go through the medical procedures. Let's say, okay, maybe. Let's say we set the scene just coming out of the medical procedures, and we're we're meeting up again, and everything's all stitched back together. Can we do that? That's fine. Well, I think even before that, leaving the scene, going back to FIA is, is where I would like to start it off. All right. And we're in the back of like you know whatever the how about we just the Crown Vic uh, carriage, Chris. <laughs> Chris, why don't you and I just run this podcast and we'll eject the DM? <laughs> Sounds perfect. Look I'd at, like to go and get some sleep. Look at me, I am the DM now. Hey, that that sounded kind of like Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, I so mean, we did I... we just get in the carriage. We're we're heading back to FIA. Sure. All right. So I, I closed my carriage door. Tommy, are you already in there? Yeah, I'm in here. Oh, fuck, dude. I can't even believe that just happened. Ooh. Gosh, did, uh, did you see me flying through the air and shit? And then my, my fucking umbrella came out? <laughs> <laughs> Kept me from hitting the ground? What is that, anyway? Just popped right out of your belt, or what? Well, I mean, you know, like... I, I just have some shit in there for in case stuff happens, you know, like, but, uh, gosh, I, I didn't expect it to work like that. It, it, it worked really well. Oh, man, my adrenaline's pumping like fucking crazy. It's like, uh, it's like fantasy coke or something. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you packing in there? Oh, just some, some, uh, some, you know, my head's whirling right now, man. Um... Like, uh, oh, when we get back, like, we can't forget, we gotta try to, you know, keep those girls from getting killed. Like, so we gotta, you know, kind of get our story straight now, um, or at least, like, a plan to, uh, to, you know, their sentences are commuted until after the investigation, but now it's, like, pretty much over. That just reminded me, do you have the time? Oh, it's, uh, fucking, uh, 4.30? I suppose we'll have enough time. I gotta get back before night. Back into the office, I mean. I suppose it won't take that long to get us all cleaned up. Oh, what what you got going on? Oh, I don't know. I was gonna meet this girl from the apartments. Okay, well, your dates can wait. Like, what are we gonna do about the the girls whose lives are on the line? <laughs> like, uh... We, we gotta, like, find a way to, to get the paperwork and, and, uh, and change it. Like, um... I don't know. You got any ideas? What if something accidentally happened to the original paperwork and we had to fix it ourselves? Oh, I get you. I'm good at that kind of stuff. So, uh, just yeah, uh, leave that to me, and just um, just try to keep everyone distracted and make sure to to keep like the 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 captain off my case. And, uh, yeah, I think I can take care of the paperwork. And, um... Of course you would stick me with a captain. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we're, we're both just kind of winging this shit, man. And then, um... You think I haven't spent uh, enough of my day around monsters, and now you're gonna stick me with one more? <laughs> He's not that bad. You know, he helped me out a lot when, uh... When I was a kid, you know, like, after... You know, the thing happened with with, with my sister... You know, he was he was uh, a greenhorn back then, just like just, just like Tristan. But he was there. You know, he is the one who got me into the force. So I'm telling you, he's a good guy. The thing he did for me is when she disappeared, 
and and you know all the, the FIA was taking apart the house trying to find any clues and everything and like you know both my parents were just like catatonic they couldn't even just couldn't even believe what was going on and and uh Garan he he kind of took me under his wing during that whole time and uh you know he he said that they would find out what what's going on and that you know even if it took years and years eventually it would come out what what happened you know he said if you ever lost something as long as you keep looking eventually you'll find it and that's what got me here i know he means well i just get tired of him always being by the book suppose that's ironic since i am literally by my book all the time and i i pull a i pull a a bible out of my or i mean i pull a a book out of my coat fantasy bible yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i start flipping through the pages and i open it up and i just kind of skin through it and i think what do you think god thinks of me running around causing all this chaos and violence and then preaching about his word I mean from the looks of things I don't think you've caused any of the violence like uh I don't know if you remember back there but there was a you know giant fucking bat vampire Donnie like just <laughs> ripping up everything and fucking ate a horse or ripped it in half or some shit I don't even remember now it's all just like going crazy in my mind think back on it but I mean like you know we put a stop to that shit I flip back to the very beginnings of the book and I say uh, you know the men lived longer in those days and many of the tribes were evil the women made love to the spirits and gave birth to the hybrid creatures who lived longer and they fed off the blood of the living and we know them today as vampires and this of course was around 2000 PE which of course stands for before Ernie I mean <laughs> I don't mean to get all preachy here what I'm trying to say is <sighs> are we reading out of the same book <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that uh, they talk about how evil the vampires are but I couldn't help but feel some sort of desire for goodness from uh, what was her name Nicorette She's, she's just doesn't strike me as somebody that wants to, I don't know. What did you get? What was your impression of them? I mean, I don't think either of them want to die tomorrow. I don't think Strahd von Zurovich wanted to die. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we can all use these fancy names, but we all know it's Donnie. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like, I, you know, I felt like I was in his head for a second there, and, like, it was insane. But seriously, we're, we're coming close to the headquarters now. We, we gotta get this shit planned down. As soon as we get the, the paperwork right and then get it to the judge, like, you need to get those girls out of there as quick as you can so they can't figure out to change Ooh, their me. minds. Where am I and, supposed and, to put them? Just get them out of the building. What, are you going to take them to my church? You have vampires and, in my church? No, don't put them anywhere near anything of your stuff. Like, you just got to get them out and tell them to get the hell out of anywhere close. The carriage stops. All right. I'll figure it out. We usually play everything by ear anyway. And the driver All of right. the carriage uh, starts to starts to hitch the horses up to a uh, nearby post, and you guys can... Feel free to enter into the FIA headquarters. Alright. Like, uh... You guys are... You guys are in, like, basically what would be, um... Like an underground barn. Almost. And so, uh... You know, you pulled down in there and there's a bunch of uh, hitching posts and a bunch of people that are, uh... Working and everybody pretty much seems to be dressed in in that brown. Um, not the same long trench coats that the patrol officers wear. But instead, just uh, just these tunics, almost, that uh, have a big, thick belt, and they're kind of bustling around, putting hay, uh, unhitching horses, and moving them into their uh, actual stables and corrals and things like that. And you guys uh, know that there's a lift not far off that can take you up into the main floor of the FIA. Hey, you know, if your leg isn't hurting you that bad, you mind giving me a... You know, hand on this side to help me limp up there. 
So I imagine this, like, we're walking into the building like it's the end of some, like, action movie, like Die Hard or, like... Uh, oh, yeah, you guys are yeah. <laughs> limping and you're fucked up and... Lethal weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems as though, uh, like, a few people... A few people kind of approach you guys to offer you guys help. Do you do you want it? Uh, I, I'm like, no, no, I, I know I look pretty rough, but, um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm strong as a... Is a bear right now. Right now, <laughs> I mean, you're you know, using your really... rifle as a cane to kind of walk <laughs> yeah. yourself in. Yeah, definitely. But like, no, no, man, even, I'm great. My I'm eyes golden. aren't even both pointing in the same direction. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, but, you guys but yeah, I continue walking forward. No problem. All right, make cool. your way onto the lift, and uh, I draw my gun. Is... I draw my gun and pull the hammer back. <laughs> As I'm limping along, <laughs> you struck when the they, cock of your gun. <laughs> when they when they reach out to help me, I pull out my gun and I draw the hammer back at him, and then I just keep walking. Yeah, no, they they back away, and somebody whispers "psychopath" <laughs> under their uh, <laughs> under their breath as they kind of walk away. Um, you don't you don't know any of the uh, any of the people that were like the stable hands. You don't know any of them by name, but. You recognize a couple of them, and you know, you probably you might regret the fact that you just threatened uh, the people that are regularly getting you guys your horses and stuff ready. But eh, we'll see. Anyway, um, so you guys get into the elevator, and it reaches its uh, it reaches its uh, final stop on the main floor of the FIA headquarters, where you would walk in the uh, front double doors into. Uh, the giant atrium with the tall ceilings. Um, where do you guys want to go first? Well, I well, think um, we better. Would I know uh, where our files are that would have like all the the stuff on this case and and mainly like the the stuff about the girls? Yeah, that stuff would be down in uh, down in the basement, um, either on B eight or or B nine. Um, B ten is where the holding cells are. And you know that the majority of evidence and paperwork uh, is stored on the floors above them. All right, yeah, because I want to go to um, wherever, like, the official, like, report is on everything we did for, for the Baudelaire's and, and all that kind of stuff. I limp my way, bleeding, like, leaking blood as I go up to the chief's office. You're going straight to the chief's office? Yeah. Okay. Um, You uh, get there and... Uh, you get there, and the chief secretary immediately waves you in and says, uh, "He's he's expecting you. Um, did you debrief yet?" Wait, 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 wait! I was expecting to be able to sit in the waiting room like we usually have to do. I don't. I'm not used to this whole going in right away thing. I was kind of was kind of looking forward to this, to be honest. You can't take this away from me now. I mean, I know I complain about it a lot, but come on. She goes. Um, I'll ask him if he'll make you wait for ten minutes. That'd be great, thank you. Oh, and she, like, makes a weird face as though you just grew another head and walks into, uh, into Captain Garan's office and comes back out a couple minutes later and well, says, she finds me on the, the captain is almost ready for you. <laughs> she finds me on the couch with my hat slid slightly forward onto my eyes. I'm just, like, asleep. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, um... Well, that's not very interesting, Radio, so I'm gonna move over to Fall. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let okay. me do the Foley work on this one. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> and that's enough of that. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh, now we're gonna get a copyright strike from Kanye's music video. I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, yeah, the music video where everyone was sleeping in the same bed, and then the last half of it was just like them doing sleeping audio. Sorry. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, <laughs> so, Falk, where are you heading then? So, I'm going to, uh, I guess, the, uh, the the place where the the files would be. Um, you know that. Or, or pertaining to the case and, and stuff uh, that would have to do with, um, you know, the stuff we wrote down about uh, what happened with the, the Baudelaire's and the first, like, encounter and all that kind of stuff before they got arrested. Right. Now, here is the one thing that uh, you would need to know 
so that you're not searching an entire floor is you're going to need to find the case number. All right. Would I know the case number off the top of my head? Probably not off the top of your head. It's a fairly long series. Well, go ahead and make an intelligence check. Maybe Falk is smart right. enough for that. Yeah, that's fine. That wouldn't First roll of the night. <laughs> that wouldn't be a history check? I mean, you could do history if you want, if whatever's higher. All right. So, um go with whatever's lower. We're playing this on hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the the first thing you you said? Uh, you can do intelligence or history. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It's both the same. So two or plus two uh, to twelve, fourteen. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'm like looking on my character sheet. Oh, two. Yeah, no. You yeah, remember was, uh, fourteen? You remember the last? You can't remember the entire number, but you remember the last. Uh, the last four digits are two eight three dash eight. Which means it's got to be on floor eight. The, you know, dash eight or dash nine would be what floor the uh, the uh, case would be on. But beyond that, that's all you got. Two, eight, three, dash eight. Correct. All right. So I'm going to floor eight. All right. So you um you get back on you get onto a different lift. It's actually um a lift that if you could see all the way clear across the building. It would be exactly symmetrical to the other lift that you took from the, uh, from the basically parking garage, from the stable garage. And you get inside and, uh, there's, you actually see that, uh, a familiar face is inside the elevator as it, uh, slides open. And, uh, a Miss Patty Jonas kind of gives you a, a half smile as uh, you go to enter into the elevator or you could let it go and try and catch another one if you want. Now I'll, I'll hop in and um, I notice the half smile and then I say, uh, Patty, you're going to want to take that smile off your face. Um, I, I know everything's probably happened so fast you probably haven't heard, but um, uh, we, we lost Tristan in the, in, the, in the event that just happened. Wait, wait. What? How? Yeah, like how? The, uh, I, I, I'm sure I'm not really allowed to go into too much particulars until I debrief with the captain. But um, please, Agent Smolders, I I won't say a word. We squared up against a guy that was uh, that was just insanely powerful. I mean, you know, more than this town's seen in in you know probably decades. Did you get him? Yeah. Yeah, we did. But uh, he, he really... I mean, look at me. And when you see Tom later, look at him. And then just... There, there, there's others. There, like a whole... You know, City Street is... Uh, it's pretty much fucked up for, for near block. I mean, like, yeah. It was, it was rough. And, and I'm really, really sorry. As you finish saying that... Um the elevator dings, she puts a hand on your shoulder and says, you're a good man, Agent Smulders, and she quickly exits When she puts the... her hand on my shoulder, I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> her face uh, kind of screws up for a second as she uh, realizes what she did, and she hurries off even, uh, even quicker than I originally uh, insinuated. Um, you can hear the deep breaths of sobs as she moves away no don't don't take it too personal it didn't really hurt that bad (laughs) just totally delirious and not being able to read the situation very well (laughs) so am i on uh floor eight yeah yep yep okay and so i'm guessing there's going to be like a uh uh file custodian clerk or whatever in the area so i don't have to look through the stuff myself correct Yes. So you, uh, so you basically what happens is, is you get off of the elevator and there is just a long hallway on the one end. There is a, a lady's restroom on the other end, um, is a men's restroom and then a desk and a bunch of windows. Like you can see behind this desk is just a huge room filled with file cabinets that, go up all the way to the ceiling, 10 feet tall. You know, just just files and evidence everywhere. 
and there is a uh, there is a man with uh, glasses and a very crooked nose. He's not very old, but he's he's hunched over as though he spent a lot of time in his chair. Um, you know, uh, senior agent. Um, you know, senior agent. Uh, fuck. Hold on. Fuckled on. <laughs> Tim, please name him Fuckled on. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, Whatever uh, you have. Frank Fuckled on. What? Yep, Frank Fuckled on. Yep. <laughs> you you know you know se- senior agent Frank Fuckled on uh, quite well actually at this point. <laughs> That makes me so happy, uh, and I don't know why. <laughs> and his partner, so, Derek, Derek Humanman. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've known him for a while, and um, and uh, we're not even on like you know last name page um, basics or, uh, or or even first names. I always call him Humpy. <laughs> so I'm like, hi <laughs> there, Humpy. Um, I, can you help me get this, uh, the files for the, the case we're on, um, uh, blah, 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 283-8, you know, the one, the, the big one. Bring it over to me, please. The, the ones with the, the vampires earlier, yes? That's the one. Thank you, Humpy. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Smaldies. Um, and he kind of, uh, goes back in there, and he comes back out after maybe, like, five to six minutes. It doesn't take him very long. He probably didn't even put it in that long ago. You guys have only been away from uh, FIA headquarters for three hours at most. And uh, he comes back and he goes, Well, uh, Smaldy, I gotta tell you, though, um, I'm not allowed to, to to let you take it off uh, off of the premises, so you gotta, you gotta, you know, get any information that you need from it right now. Oh, that's fine. I just need to check something out really fast, uh, you know, just to corroborate something that we saw with something earlier. It just, um, yeah, plopped down right in front of me here. Yeah, he sets it down um, on the desk in front of you, and then he returns to his chair and starts, uh, pulls out an inkwell and starts uh, going back through more more case files and just filling in paperwork and things like that. Just, just let me know when you're done. <laughs> Sure thing, Hump. Um, so would I know um, pretty easily which uh, folder that I would need to grab to, to get the paperwork that I'm looking for? Oh yeah, easy. Because it's uh, it's all gonna be in the uh, in the sentencing part of the folder. So you know what I mean. Like you know exactly where that's at because it'll be behind a seal from the judge. All right. So I get the sentencing sentencing report and like our first sort of write up of. Uh, what we had initially, you know, said when we first came in from from off the uh, the encounter at the train station. Okay. And, like, I, I set it out all in front of me, and then um, there, there's a particular part of my arm that's been, like, just bleeding into my coat, and I sort of just angle my arm to where the blood just goes over all of it, and then I just kind of slump down there <laughs> and then just, like, wait for him to find me like that. All right, give to me where the blood goes over everything. Yeah, give me a deception check. All right. Oh boy. Uh, so eighteen <laughs> plus uh, four, twenty-two. <laughs> Chris, I'm taking a picture of what I just rolled, and it's gonna be. You really rolled a natural twenty, didn't I you? I sure fucking did, dude. I sure <laughs> fucking did. Cause Fuck. that that is. Just how shit is going right now, but I, I'm going to post this picture just because I feel like I have to. Okay. So, you hear the elevator ding behind you. Ooh, those are fancy and dice. And right... Too. Oh, thank you. And right as, uh, and right as Humpy looks over at you and starts to go, Oh, 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 fuck, what, fuck, what is going, what's, re- you hear, what, 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 huh, what? Oh, sorry, uh, um, I lost a lot of blood there, dazed, dazed off, um, I got what I needed, I think. You hear from behind you, Mr. Fuckledon, I'll take Mr. Smolders 
and the folder. From here. Come, Mr. Smulders. I know that voice, don't I? You've seen and heard it before. Um, you don't know his name, but you've seen the director around the building before. And would I be able to intuit his name as his position of the director? or uh... You've never once heard anybody call him oh, okay. by anything other than the director. All right. Are you coming, Agent Smulders? Oh, yeah. Um, right, right behind you. He, um, he brings you into the elevator, and he presses the button for B10, which is the bottom basement floor where the holding cells are. And he says, I hope that there wasn't any sort of impropriety, Agent Smolders. Uh, absolutely not. Um, in fact, there was the, the utmost propriety of uh, fulfilling our civic duty to, uh, you know, the... The, the citizens and to the people. Agent Smolders, let me ask you a question. Do you think that clutching one's pearls is an appropriate response to danger? Uh, I, I, I've been clutching my pearls half the night, sir, or a day. It's hard to tell what time it is right now inside this building. Agent Smolders, do you believe that people can change? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you ought to know it uh, yourself, being in this in this office all the time. I mean, like uh, everybody changes the the longer they're here. You know, uh, Agent Smolders. I am going to need something from you eventually. I need to know that you will be on the right side. Yeah, yeah, um, whatever you need. Roll a perception check for me, please. Natural 20. You notice for just a split second that his eyes look almost reptilian. And then immediately go back to, you know, the the normal brown that uh, that he was staring at you with before. Uh, can I roll a deception to try to not let that show on my face that I saw? Absolutely. It? Ugh, a six plus four ten. All right. Agent Smolders, there is already. A new report in the files. If you had taken a moment to read, you would have noticed that your blood was covering a release recommendation for tomorrow from the director himself. Oh, oh well, uh, sorry to have, um, bled over that. Um, is it can, uh, <laughs> Can I get another? I didn't mean to bleed all over all of it. Um, yeah, if it would be no trouble, sir. I will correct this small mistake, Agent Smolders. But no, you cannot tell anyone of this meeting. Uh, surely not. Good luck, Agent Smolders. And the elevator dings. He steps off on the 10th floor and uh, leaves you about your business. All right. Um, I press the button to close the door. Like, not choose a uh, different floor, but just close it. And then I cry for probably five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I open back up the doors. And, and the, like, other than my, you know, physical state, I, I look, you know, just as cheery as normal. <laughs> And then I make my way to the captain's office. All right. So, uh, Tom, do you uh, have anything that you want to do before uh, you get called into the captain's office? I assumed we would join back in and she would be waking me up. D yeah, I mean, I was, uh, that's fine. Okay. Um, 
so she wakes you up and you you don't feel well rested. You can't have been asleep for more than like ten minutes at most. Um oh. and she goes The captain will see you now if uh if if you're ready. Huh? Oh. 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 Uh, hi. Um Lord, I was the strangest dream. You were there, and the captain was there, and I was there. I didn't have any pants on. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I, I think I got some blood on your couch. Anyway, thank you. And I uh, pull myself off the couch and kind of limp into the office kind of dreary all right um you you get in there and uh captain garan is sitting behind his desk and he says agent deweese captain garan please tell me it's over well it's over for a few people there were a couple of vampires it's over for them uh think you'll be seeing much of Donnie anymore. He was the one that ran the speakeasy and um well I'm afraid to tell you that uh Trevor died. Who's Trevor? You know, Trevor, you know, the the greenhorn that was in here earlier. Oh yeah, no, I I already got the report on Tristan. Um it's real sad, but uh these kinds of things happen, you know. Especially when you're trying to make a name for yourself. Yep. Yep. Suppose he was a little overzealous. We've all been there. It's not every one of us gets overzealous enough to throw ourselves into the den of an evil vampire lord, but you know how it goes. He was a good kid. Well, sounds like y'all ran into something that none of us could have expected. Do you know what it was? Oh, I'm sorry. What? What? What do I know? What was? What, 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 what were you saying? The creature. Do you do you know what it was? Looked like a vampire to me. Uh, a bit different, I suppose. It had these um, a little more angelic. <clears throat> I don't fully understand it myself, but he had these wings on his back. You ever heard anything of the uh, you know any, any winged vampires before? No, but I'm glad y'all killed it. You know they talk about that in the book of in the book of. Uh, Are you really gonna proselytize right now, Tom? Is right now the time for evangelization? No, you're right. I mean, I'm serious. I want to know. I don't know. Is there ever time to uh, consider eternity? Honestly, what does time matter I mean, I, to anyone? I, I guess, Tom. That's a fair point. You're you're fucking exhausting sometimes. <laughs> um. <laughs> I believe that time is just a construct anyway. You know, everything decays and people just decide to stick numbers on it. Good lord. (laughs) You been uh, reading a lot of Nietzsche lately or what? (laughs) And in the meantime, as we're talking, I'm just wandering around touching everything that that Tristan used to be touching. Um, so, uh, Falk... You are currently making your way up to the uh, up to the captain's office. It takes you a little bit of time to get there. Um, and Tom and Captain Garan have been in there uh, kind of bantering back and forth for a solid, like, 20, 25 minutes. And so when you finally enter the room, there is just a vein bulging on Captain <laughs> Garan's head. <laughs> Like, just throbbing <laughs> directly in the center of his forehead as he just looks like he wants to either kill himself or Tom. Because. And Tom is just droning on and on about things decaying, and Garan is, Garan's hands are just over his face as he's burying himself into his palms. And when he looks up and sees that you've entered into the room, he goes, Oh, thank fucking God, Falk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you look uh, like shit, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel feel great there, Captain. And um, man, we had quite a day. Um, there was, uh, you know, shit on fire, and uh, you know, our junior agent got thrown at us. And um, 
there was a fucking carriage and, and horses and we fucking uh, ran the thing over and then he like split one of the horses in half it was god fucking awful <laughs> Ernie fucking Christ <laughs> oh yeah praise be to Ernie <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah um, for all that we can tell it, it's over we got the big one there Good work. God, he just wouldn't go down. Well, uh, it looks like he maybe found, you know, a a way to to heal himself partway through the battle. It looked... Well, let's just say that uh, the guys who found Tristan, they're in counseling right now. He was, like, juiced almost. His entire body was desiccated and broken and twisted and in just a grotesque manner. I mean, I know that, you know, that human blood will will heal a vampire, but but I've, I've never seen a creature that, you know, can, t- ju- can just take down the entire life force of a man like that and just ingrain it into himself. That's a... That's terrifying. Yeah, and, uh... Oh boy, I mean, just the the look on his face and the, the, like, time that disappeared and, like, oh my gosh, this thing had powers you wouldn't believe. He could just get across the room like that. You had time disappear? Yeah, like, um, for all I knew, I was like, you know, I had him completely cornered. I, you know, was just giving him both barrels of fucking everything. And, uh, you know, he was cowering in the corner like a scared little girl. And then, um, next thing I knew, like, I was on the ground. And then fucking Tom and, 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 uh, junior agent, um, uh, Tracy were gone. (laughs) And then, um, then the next thing I knew, I was, I was, like, in another place. And then, like, I was, like, following him. And, like, he had Tracy up on his, uh up on his shoulders, just carrying him around like he was, like, a fucking sack of potatoes. And, uh, oh my god, like, this thing, it was just unreal. Well, boys, uh, you're gonna have, you're gonna have 24 hours to, to compose yourself, and then I gotta send you off on a new one. A new one? Well, where are we going? <laughs> a new one? Listen, I just, well, I could, be- I could barely walk, uh... Falk over here is bleeding all over the place. Well, what do you mean we're going on another mission? Well, um, we'll, we'll send a priest by to to fix you all up. But uh, you go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. He uh, pulls out he pulls out a huge uh, stack of papers and he goes, "There's a guy over there. Um, he's a he's fourth generation named Elma Fillmore." And, well, there's something weird going on. And it's important, because... Well, you see, it's, uh... It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course Naturally. I know what the control, control zone. zone is. I mean, control, like, Of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. You guys, you guys probably the, wouldn't. Like the zone. You Every guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you guys just ever just answer no? Why can it never be no? Nope. Holy fuck. Um, well, it's no, like you... in basketball when you gotta control the zone. You know? Wait, what? What's get? What's get? Well, I've I've heard that it's very important. Ba- basket? What? I'm gonna walk out into traffic. <laughs> just gonna walk out into traffic and embrace the sweet, sweet fucking caress of death. Anyway, <laughs> you know basketball, it's where Fuckle Don <laughs> fucked up his back. <laughs> um, no, the control zone is, um, it's the area that's patrolled in between the, uh, in between the lands, uh, that are Imperium controlled and, uh, the lands that are wild, um, the frontier, if you will. And so they have a 30-mile buffer area, basically a DMZ, if you will, um, which is patrolled and the last uh, bastion of civilization between you and 
any city that you should happen upon. Well, uh, some weird stuff's been going on in Philmore's Crossing. And, uh, every three days, somebody in the town has been going mad and, and murdering somebody in a really, really horrific fashion. And we just got word that three days ago, Elma's wife, well, she, she tore, she tore the three kids limb from limb and doesn't remember doing it at all. Oh, Ernie Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so we're sending you guys out there because, because, well, the minister keeps saying that it's it's good to establish a good relationship and rapport with these uh, frontier towns because maybe they'll join the Imperium and we can expand the borders in, you know, a peaceful-like way, but I don't like it. There's stuff out there that it's different. What do you? It's dangerous. What do you mean different? Are we? What are we talking about here? Well, uh, you know how we do everything in our power to try and keep magic out of the wrong hands. Naturally. Well, people got freedom out there. They can get their hands on anything. It may not be easy, but there's nobody there to stop them, like there is here. You know, people oh, man, start that's... messing with the wrong shit and just bad stuff starts happening. Sounds like it's like the, the Wild West out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm not, uh, we're not sending you, in, sending you in alone, though. We got a half-orc, uh, a half-orc uh, agent who's been working with us in the control zone for about a year now. His name's Imgut. He's a good guy. He's a little intimidating to look at, so I will uh, let you know right now that he is half-orc. And, well, you know what comes with being orc. But he's a good tracker, and he knows what's been going on, and he's from the area. So use Sorry, him. Captain, I, I gotta stop you for a second. What do you mean, what comes with being half-orc? It's kind of, kind of racist, ain't it? <laughs> I mean, you you've seen how those fucking green skins act, beating their wives, gambling, fucking doing drugs, murdering people. They're just they're an irredeemable sort. But you know he's got a little oh, bit of good in him because uh, he's got some human. I don't know, Captain. I feel like you're painting the barn with a very broad brush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what uh, what uh, Tom's meaning to say here is, um, yes, we accept this mission, and uh, I'll go see fucking HR about my racism if it makes you fuckers happy. Speaking of uh, speaking of orcs, you guys got the time. Um, How is that speaking of orcs? It's uh, five thirty. Oh. It's it's a five thirty. I gotta get down there. Uh, <laughs> how long do you think these medical things usually take? Would you say you get done in about half an hour? I've never been. They're just they're just going to cast healing spells on you, so Oh okay. Not very long. So do you guys have any other things that you want to talk to Garan about before I do something? I never want to talk to Garan. I don't. Fair. Falk? No, I, I don't have anything to, to talk okay. about right now. So I, I'm um, very much like the medical treatment at this <laughs> point. As as you guys are um as you guys are finishing up your debriefing with uh with Captain Garan his secretary uh, peeks her head in and she goes, um, um, Minister Kane would like to meet the heroes. And, uh, Captain, Captain Garan looks at her and goes, is, is, is he here right now? She goes, yes. I mean, I mean, send him right in. I, I got, yeah, send him right in. And, um, the, a few seconds later, the door opens up, and a tall man with uh, short, cropped silver hair and a very finely laundered pinstriped suit and a wide red tie walks into the room. He has piercing green eyes and a very strong jaw. He's actually rather good-looking, um, except for 
this large garish scar that goes from like right uh, oh. below the collar of his uh of his shirt and up to just below his uh right ear and he says good evening gentlemen i am minister kane and i am here to congratulate you on a job well done I really appreciate that, Mr. Mr. Kane, and I, 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 I have to tell you, I'm a big fan. It's been a long dream of mine to meet the real Kane Superman. Who is this Kane Superman that you are talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. I think I... You're, think, you're thinking of the pre- the president. I know you've lost a lot of blood, so have I. Um, yeah, uh, this is obviously Minister Candy <laughs> Kane. I work very closely with President Superman to try and bring legislation that will bring peace to all of the Imperium. Chris, I, th- but it is- I think you did it. And, and, and Ernie, bless you for that. I think you got I think you got it to be canon. He just said it. Yep, right. I, I, I know. Okay. This is a silent victory for me. I'm like, you know, freaking out. <laughs> overwhelming. Hey, Brian, it is very complicated to try and continue to do role-playing when you are interrupting with your dumb bullshit. I have given you a small victory. Please let me have one as well. All right. I'll edit all that stuff out, maybe. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, like, I get up, I, I struggle to get up, but I do get up, and then I, you know, vigorously shake his hand, and, like, while I'm doing it, can I do an, like, a investigation check and look, like, straight into his eyes and try to see if I can see them, like, going funny, as uh, Marie said that one time? Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you roll that for me? Well, fuck, I rolled a three, I got a extra, um... Five to investigation, so eh, it's an eight. So you shake his hand, and you you don't make, like, way too long of eye contact, but it gets mildly awkward for a second there, but nothing uh, nothing seems yeah, to I'm, shift. I'm totally doing the Japanese game show, like, see how long you can do an awkward handshake and everything and, until they pull Okay, away. I want to... Can I, gonna... can I add some Foley music in here real quick? Do, do, do. Okay. Can we cut that out? (laughs) (laughs) That was... That was so fucking bad. I think Tim left. Dude, when, when Brian said that he wanted to do Foley work, I rolled my eyes so fucking hard that I think that I tore something around my eye socket. Like, I briefly looked at my fucking brain. I rolled my eyes so fucking hard. And then that started like... to happen, and just yeah. this vein, this vein started to fucking bulge. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I don't know where this is going, but it's nowhere good. I don't care what you guys say. That's how I'm picturing that interaction going. <laughs> oh. Holy oh, shit. Fuck. Um, but gentlemen, it is through the brave heroics of people like you that we are actually able to preserve the safety of the Imperium. Thank you. Now, please, go and get yourself some medical treatment. Absolutely, uh, Minister Kane. And I speed out of there as fast as a near mortally wounded person could go. <clears throat> and I follow behind, and I just uh, nod my head at the guy. I haven't said a word to him so far. We don't need to bother with... The, unless you guys want to talk to each other, we don't need to bother with you going to get healed up. I have nothing I want to do in the medical area. Yeah, I, I guess I'm pretty good. I was just gonna turn to Tom and be like, "Yeah, that was pretty crazy, huh?" Why was that guy yelling? Uh, I, to be honest, I too doubt. Like about 20 minutes into all that, I, I've lost a lot of blood. I bet he's one of those hard of hearing fellows. I wonder if he owns a trumpet. You ever seen one of those things? They stick it in their ears. Strangest thing. A hearing aid. Yeah, that's what they. That's 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 what it's called. Always kind of wanted one as a kid, but now I look at him and I just think, 
don't know. A little awkward. A little awkward trying to yell into something like that just so some guy can hear. Anyway. Ooh, I'm kind of... You know, this little back and forth, it, it really didn't go the direction I thought it would. So we could probably just uh, end it right here. It seemed like a, a real good place there. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that has... Wait, been... wait, wait, wait. I don't get to talk to my lady? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> All right. You just forgot what she sounded like. <laughs> you don't know her. I sure, I have no idea, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> that feels like it was fucking ages ago, even though it was maybe a month ago. <laughs> yeah, no, we can we can cut to that scene. Um, so, uh, Falk, you are I'm in not your there. office, or you're at your apartment, yeah. or whatever <laughs> it is. You're healed up. Um you are also all healed up. You guys, uh, you know, have gotten all of your uh, healing spells cast upon you and things like that. And now it is about nine o'clock. That was when you were supposed to meet her, right? At night, yeah. Yeah. So it's about nine o'clock and you're uh, waiting in the alley behind the police station. And you see a figure start to uh, come slowly into view. Hello there. Um, I'm high. I suppose it was <clears throat> difficult for you to get here. Actually, um, uh, my husband hasn't returned since you, uh, well, thank you. Yeah, well, I, uh, I pretty much found out all the information I need to know, so I suppose you can go. Thanks for meeting me. And I go back to the door of the, the station. Wait, what? What? Oh no, we're good here. You can go. <laughs> and I start to close the door, and then before it shuts, I I open it back up and I say, "Oh, oh, one more thing, real quick." Uh, so I was thinking about it, and I I realized that your husband. I mean, I know it was hard to live with that, but I suppose that now that the speakeasy has been shut down and the operation is over. <sighs> I know life might get difficult for you, and uh, so I wanted to give you a little something, if you don't mind. I know it may not be my place. Not, what, what did you have in mind? And he reaches into it. Please be a watchtower bag. <laughs> and he reaches into his, uh, his coat pocket and he pulls out a tract. <laughs> You know, Ernie really loves you a lot, and uh, I don't know what the interaction is like between orcs and God, but if there's any hope, I suppose you'll find it in this booklet. And I hand it to her. Her eyes kind of get wide for a second, and she goes, Did you just evangelize me? Well, you know, I do work for the FIA. But primarily as a job, I am a priest. I suppose you could say that uh, I'm earning a living. <laughs> I shut the door, tip my hat to her and say good day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> leave the door. Her head actually explodes and she dies <laughs> yeah, right then and there. Dies. You make that horrible pun and she just fucking dies. Okay, I'm super done. <laughs> that doesn't happen. She doesn't actually die. Um, no, she takes the, she takes the pamphlet and, uh, kind of grips it tightly in her hands and starts to make her way back towards the confinement. And that, ladies and gentlemen... Wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in my office. I I haven't gone back to, like, my own home yet or anything. (laughs) Can we just never let Tim... out of this tour this is like the horrible twilight zone episode that goes on forever (laughs) oh man but yeah like i'm in my office um and like only a couple of you know of the lights are are lit or however lighting works in this building but uh so it's kind of dark in there like um normally i would have been studying but instead i was uh you know writing and uh, and uh, Falk was writing a, a letter to Tristan's family. And uh, it reads like this. Um, to the family and loved ones of uh, Special Agent Tristan Colefield. 
I had the honor of working alongside Tristan during his final hours. Uh, due to the nature of our line of work, I can't provide you many details into what we were investigating or into how he died, but I can inform you that, uh, somewhat into how he lived. As you already know, Tristan scored exceptionally well in his exams at the Academy, and I can assure you that his work ethic carried, carried over into his duties as an agent. He was well-liked, intuitive, always strived to impress his superiors. He even had a girl back at the office that he was sweet on. In the field, he conducted himself honorably. He even saved my life. And more than that, because of the help we received from him, countless more families won't be receiving the kind of letter that you're reading, unfortunately, right now. We will never forget his name. <laughs> My sincerest <laughs> condolences. <laughs> you guys are fucking monsters. <laughs> my sincerest condolences. And then I sign my name and seal the letter and then place it in my coat. And that, ladies Hold and on. gentlemen. So I. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Is the final episode of any LCP D D that we ever do. Because I fucking quit. No. Um <laughs> No, ladies and gentlemen, that is the conclusion of our prologue. When you join us next, we're probably gonna do some sort of a weird travel thing. I don't know. We'll see what I decide. I might decide to just uh, you know, see where the fuck uh, the uh, other two DMs wanna take things next week. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Please continue to join us uh, every other Thursday as we adventure further into Fillmore's Crossing. It's a long road. Can't see.
paused for a second, or two, before continuing the same as before, unimpeded. The energy emanating from the large windowed concrete building drew the spirit in, much like moth to flame. It lingered about the front double doors for a few moments, before darting after a carriage going around the side, following the spiraling ramps in their descent. The energy grows in strength, and it slipped onto the lift before it exited through a crack in the floor of the elevator. The spirit continued down to the final floor of the building. The energy here was two, not one. Interesting. The essence floated effortless down the hallway, flanked on either side by many heavy steel doors. Doors meant to keep all things terrifying at bay. These doors did not bother the spirit, for it only possessed time. The broken and crying form of Nicolette Baudelaire, draped in a gray sack, sobbed on the floor, her lungs heaving with each inconsolable breath. The spirit enveloped her, first moving her wisps of white hair from her pale face, and with a flash, it forced itself into Nicolette's nostrils. Nicolette began to flail and pound at the ground, her every muscle tensing at once, her mouth agape in terror. Tears flowed freely down her face as she desperately attempted to scream. She clawed furiously at her own neck, and as quick as it started, she was still. Nicolette Baudelaire stood up, cracked her neck, and whispered, Now we wait.